Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Blog Talk Radio. Players they have demanded 
but did the NFL meet their demands? And who exactly was was speaking on behalf of the NFL? We'll talk about that. Out of the mouth of Breeze, how will this affect the Saints this season? Drew Breeze, man, can't wait to talk to the ladies about this, get their opinions. Uh, The NBA season, it is set to return, so hopefully that will put a smile on everybody's face, unless you, your team, wasn't invited to the dance. We'll talk about it. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment, and oh, so much more. So let's go ahead and get into this break. We will be celebrating some birthdays. Lost uh, someone over uh, this past week in uh, in music. So the breaks tonight, they do have a little rhyme, a little reason. Hopefully you will enjoy what we're bringing to you this season. Okay, let's do it. Uh, yes, your girl is excited. I cannot wait to get to this show. So let me go ahead and get to the break. And then on the outside of the break, we will be bringing in the ladies. Yes, we will. So we'll be right back. LL Sports 2 with TJ. Let's get it. Yo, Chief, they can't stop me from rapping, can they? Can they hop? I spit it through the wire, man. Too much stuff on my heart right now, man. I gladly risk it all right now. It's a life or death situation, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all really understand how I feel right now, man. It's your boy Kanye Killer. Shot down, what's going on? Yeah, I drink a goose for breakfast, an inch of a dessert. Somebody order pancakes, I didn't dip this dessert. That right there could drive a same man bizzer. Not to worry, Mr. H to the end goes back to wizard. How do you console my mom? Or give a life support. Telling her son's own life support. And just imagine how my girl feel. On a plane, get a tail that I got, look like Emmett Teal. She was with me before the deal, she been trying to be mine. She a Delta, so she been throwing that dynasty sign. No use me trying to be lying, I've been trying to be signed, trying to be a millionaire, how I used to like mine, in the same hospital with Biggie Small died, the doctor said I had blood clots, but I ain't Jamaican man, story on MTV, and I ain't trying to make a band, I swear this right here, it's me in the making man, I really apologize to this one right now, if it's unclear at all man, he got my mouth wired shut, like I don't know, the doctor said like six weeks, you know he had reconstruction, I had reconstruction surgery on my jaw, I look in the mirror, half of my jaw in the back of my mouth, man. I couldn't believe it. I'm still here for y'all right now, man. This is what I got to say right here, though. Yeah. Turn me up, yeah. Oh. What if somebody from the shadow was ill, got a deal on the hottest rap label around? But he wasn't talking about coke and birds, it was more like spoken words. Except he's really putting it down. And he explained the story about how blacks came from glory and what we need to do in the game. Good too, bad night, right place, wrong time, in the blink of an eye, his whole life changed. If you could feel how my face felt, you would know how Mace felt. Thank God I ain't too cool for the safe belt. I where the car drive a two on a two I got a lawyer for the case to keep us in my safe safe My dogs couldn't tell a fire 
I look like Tom Cruise on Vanilla Sky. It was televised. It's been an accident like Geico. They thought I was burned up like Pepsi did my coat. I must got an angel, cause look how death missed his ass. Unbreakable, what you thought they call me Mr. Glass? Look back on my life like the ghost of Christmas has. Toys that rush where I used to spend that Christmas cash. And I still won't grow up, I'm a grown ass kid. Swear I should be locked up for stupid that I did, but I'm a champion. So I turn tragedy to triumph. Make music that's fire, slip my soul through the wire. You know what I'm saying? When the doctor told me I had a arm, um, I got down and played in my chain. I said, dog, did you realize I'm never making on a plane now? It's bad enough I got all this jewelry on. You can't be serious, man. It's been 10 days since George Floyd was brutally murdered. How many times do we need to ask you to listen to your players? What will it take for one of us to be murdered by police brutality? What if I was George Floyd? If I was George Floyd? What if I was George Floyd? If I was George Floyd? If I was George Floyd? I am George Floyd. I am Breonna Taylor. I am Ahmaud Arbery. I am Eric Gardner. I am Tamir Wright. I am Trayvon Martin. I am. Walter Scott. I am Michael Brown. I am Samuel Du Bois. I am Frank Smart. I'm Philip White. I am Jordan Baker. We will not be silenced. We assert our right to peacefully protest. It shouldn't take this long to admit. So, on behalf of the National Football League, this is what we, the players, would like to hear you state. We, the National National Football Football League, League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit wrong and silencing our players from peacefully protesting. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black Black lives lives matter. Black lives matter. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe Black Lives Matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening. I am listening. And I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. I see you all out there. Thank you so much, Brian, Bobby, Sherry. Thank you, Reginald, Colorado. Charles, what's going on? I'm a 49er fam in the house. I dream. 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 Brian. Oh, Lord, now they're sending, sending me gifts. <laughs> 
Oh, I think that was for I think that was for Reginald. Okay, I'm not gonna be able to go backwards because I if I if I hit my phone, I think it might fall. So if I missed you, I my Auntie Kim is on there. I know. Uh, I think I'm missing somebody. Reginald, Brian, uh, Charles. So shout out to everybody who is tuning in tonight. I'm just gonna have to hit you up as you come on. All right. But tonight, I think we are. Let me go ahead and bring in one. Yes. Let me go ahead and bring in the ladies tonight. Tonight, if you wonder why your girl is so happy, tonight we got a full house on the studio. Tonight, I got my ladies in the house tonight with me. It's the foursome, uh, the fearsome foursome. We are all, the round table is back. Ladies, Terry, ain't loose. Get in here. How y'all doing, ladies? Welcome back, Chanel. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. We miss you. We do, dude. I I miss you, ladies, too. Oh, goodness. I am so tired. If you can't tell, y'all, I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy to have... The, 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 the fourth part of this this fearsome foursome back in the house. So we'll get all of our, our shout-outs and everything at the end of the show because I want to make sure that we get everything. But, Janelle, you have been missed. We are so happy to have you back. But I know Aunt Lou and Terry are happy, but none other than your girl, TJ. I'm so happy to see you um in the studio tonight. So I hope all is yes, well. But I'm, I know it is. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Did it take Drew Brees? Is that what it is? Is that what? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I don't. I don't want to to, to rush it. All right. <laughs> don't so, that now. <laughs> so you just heard from the uh, a few of the black elite um, athletes from the NFL. Um, the eleven um, players who took participation in that. Uh, Devontae Adams, Jamal Adams, Saquon Barkley, Anthony Barr, Odell Beckham Jr., Ezekiel Elliott, Stephon Gilmore, DeAndre Hopkins, Eric Kendrick, Jarvis Landry, Marshawn Lattimore, Patrick Mahomes, Tyron Matthew, Patrick Peterson, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas, Deshaun Watson, and yes, the rookie, Chase Young. They all took part in that uh, basically public service announcement to the uh, NFL, basically demanding um, their requests of what they wanted, what they needed from the NFL. And then you heard uh, the commissioner, Roger Goodell, he promptly, he did that. This was released on Thursday evening, and I believe by Friday morning he had um, recorded his response. Um, but, ladies, my first question to you, just what was your overall thought with the athletes, the athletes who did participate in it? Because it was the the the, the prominent, the best of the best, the only one that I was – Missing, I wish I would have liked to have seen was Lamar Jackson. But um, just your thoughts on uh, you know the, the the fellas doing this and the response of um, of the commissioner. And then I want to ask this question on top of it. So give me your thoughts. But then I want to know: Do you think that this was the NFL speaking or just Roger Goodell? Janelle, we'll have you go first. Um, honestly, I, I think that. It it was Roger Goodell under pressure. I think that he realizes that he didn't have a choice but to say something because the state of the world right now didn't have didn't give him a choice but to open his mouth. 
that we're 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 in a, a serious crisis right now, and and he realizes it, and I'm sure he's hearing it from all ends, not just the the fact that the player said something. I'm sure he's hearing it from coaches too. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and just just the overall thoughts on on the players who participated and the fact that they that they band together and did this. I was so proud of that. I, I was proud to to see that. I wish that there were more that had participated, actually. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, Mary, your thoughts? I think it was a, it was awesome for you know the NFL, you know the players to to speak up um, to have um, Kaepernick's back. Um, but I do agree with um, Janelle as far as Roger Goodell, because I think he's just, you know, he's under pressure and he just felt that he needed to say something. Um, mm-hmm. But if I recall, I don't think that he really, um, you know, mentioned Kaepernick's name. And I think it just said that, you know, they were wrong for, um, for you know, what happened. But mm-hmm. I don't think he ever mentioned his name. and And that's the part that, you know, I think still needs to happen. Hmm. Okay. Hey, Lou? Hey, Lou, I feel the same way that the, the ladies feel. Um, uh, he could have been, there could have been some pressure. Um, because like I said, four years ago, everybody was silent. Mm-hmm. Silent. You know, silent is a sin. Because everything, right. it's always something going on. We need to open our mouth. Okay. And so do you think that this is just Roger Goodell speaking, or do you really think he's speaking on behalf of the NFL? He could be speaking, and then some of the people in the NFL, because, you know, you got to remember, they don't want that to lose no money. We don't want to lose mm-hmm. no money. You know, like he said, black black, black men, black black men, period, are the sports. You, you know, except in, what is that, um, Golf, well, you know, you don't have that many golf, but, but uh, except a few sports. But football, basketball, black, 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 black. So it would behoove you to start listening to the blacks, 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 blacks. Mm-hmm. It was funny that he said, I was actually shocked, honestly, that he said um, if there were not black people, there would be no NFL. I was I actually shocked that he said that. And, um, and Lou, you know, you had... You, said the exact same thing last week. Um, and we all know that, but again, mm-hmm. I, I would not have expected the commissioner to say that. So, uh, But with that being said, I am very leery. You know, I'm a kind of a skeptical person. And I don't know if he's speaking on behalf of the NFL. Uh, Colorado Charles said, I'd like to hear more from the owners. Where do they stand? Exactly. None mm-hmm. of the owners have come out with a public statement. My owner included, Jed York, um, now, my coach has, has come out and, you know, vehemently um, courted, you know, the players and, and, and the, the, uh, the video, uh, you know, saying that there is not enough diversity in the league. But where are the owners? Um, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to read something here, uh, but I do want to get your ladies, uh, the, the ladies' thoughts on this before we entered, um, entered the Kaepernick part of it, because you're correct, Terry, there was no mention of Colin Kaepernick. Now, on the flip side, like you know, I, I like to be real here on the show. Um, one thing that 
and, and you know, I know we can't cry over spilled milk, and this is where we are. But there were probably maybe a handful of the players who did this video that were not in the league four years ago. So, of course, I cannot hold this against them. But let's be real. When Kaepernick took that knee, there were only 11 players who initially supported and, and stood with Cap, so to speak, by taking a knee. There's 1,600 people or 1,600 athletes in the NFL. Only 11 took a knee with Cap. They only protested in numbers when the president called them somebody. So let's keep that in mind, too, as well, that all this whole time, since Cap has been kneeling, the players had the opportunity to stand with him. Just the majority of them did not. Like I said, can't cry over spilled milk. This is where we are now. And I'm thankful that the, that the young players, because everybody that was in that video, I want to say 23, 24 and under. So that was a beautiful thing to see, that the, that the young um, elite athletes, that they're like, no more. You know, we will be silent no more. Um, but honestly, I feel like it was the commissioner, and he just said the NFL. Because for him to say, um, you know, we, um, uh, what did he say, we uh, protest with you, I protest with you. Um, I thought that was, that was very telling. Um, but now I want to play some audio here from Malcolm Jenkins um, and also Matt Ryan, because, of course, like we all, all hear, the omission of Colin Kaepernick. You know, you want to apologize. You want to say that you should have listened. But by not acknowledging the one who, who basically started this movement in the NFL, I think that also speaks volumes. So let's take a listen here. Um, again, this is Malcolm Jenkins, and then after that we will be hearing um, – Matt Ryan, quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. One moment. Here we go. I still don't think they've gotten it right. Until they've apologized specifically to Colin Kaepernick uh, or signed him to a team, I, I don't think that they will end up uh, on the right side of history. Uh, at the end of the day, they have listened to their players. They've donated money. They've created an inspired change platform. They've tried to do things up until this point. Uh, it's been one player in particular that they have not or that they've ignored and have not acknowledged, and that's Colin Kaepernick. He uh, created awareness for, for a situation uh, that, you know, people, it's taken some time, but people are, are, are becoming, you know, more active uh, in terms of their response to it. And so uh, I, I think from that standpoint, his, his you know, protest is, is being heard at this point. It might have taken too long. And, um you know, but I, I think you should have every opportunity to have a job and, and to have a spot in this league. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. And we do have a full uh full roundhouse table tonight. The fearsome foursome in the house. Shout out to Shay Shay, I see you in the house. Mama Bowman representing and my mommy, Denise Green, always holding down that timeline. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the show tonight. And again, that was um, Malcolm Jenkins, uh cornerback or safety, I'm sorry, for now the um New Orleans Saints did play with previously with the Philadelphia Eagles, um, started his career with the with the Saints though, and then quarterback uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan. And ladies, I want to read this from Richard Sherman. Uh, he was speaking to the San Francisco Chronicle, and this is his take on the NFL owners uh, speaking or not speaking up. He says, I quote, it's not pulling them like it is the rest of the country, because if it was, then they'd speak. 
Jerry Jones especially has no problem speaking up any other time about anything else. But when it's such a serious issue and he could really make a huge impact on it with a few words, his silence speaks volumes, end quote. So, um, ladies, just, you know, uh, overall, just want to throw some questions out here to you. Um, Will Kaepernick be offered an opportunity to return to the NFL? And if you believe he will, should he accept it? Uh, Hey, Lou, let's start with you. Uh, The question was, will he return or ask to return? Well, do you think that with everything going on, do you think that the NFL will will extend an offer for him to return to the NFL? And if they do, should he accept it? Um, because he settled right outside of court. Uh, they had he was in court or something, and they they paid him, didn't they? Well, there actually still is a lawsuit. Still is okay. a lawsuit. Still pending. Okay. Well, um, if they ask him, I think they should ask him because, like I said, um, they had to just listen to the to the little light-skinned black man. We wouldn't be in this situation right now. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or we could have been working four years ago towards uh, solutions and remedies, whereas now we're just starting to because people's no justice, no peace, you know. Um, I uh, I think that they should ask him. If he wants to play ball, then I would say he should go and, you know, if, if do it, you know, if he wants to play. But if he doesn't want to play, then he has that option to decline, you know. But it should the ball should be in his court, not theirs, you know what I'm right. saying. Okay. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies. Make sure you press the number one if you want us to bring you right on in. Uh, Terry, what are your thoughts? I agree with Ms. Lucinda. Um, your first question was, you know, will he be offered? Um, mm-hmm. I think he will be offered, but like Ms. Lucinda said, it's up to him whether or not he wants to, you know, accept the offer. And um, as far as, you know, if, if if that's what he wants to do, if that's his passion and he wants to come back, then by all means, let that be his decision. But mm-hmm. I think he will be offered, you know, he will be offered to come back. But it all, you know, is up to him and depending on what his, um, you know, what he sells out of court with, you know, what's the stipulations on that. Um, so it's really, you know, up to him if he wants to come back. Mm-hmm. Okay, Janelle. Um, I, in in all honesty, I don't know that that they'll uh, that they'll bring him back. I do know that at one point the Eagles were um, heavily on him. They had offered him; they were ready to offer him a position, but he declined to um, to the, the, what held it up was because they he he told him that they that he will not. Um, they asked him if he would if he would stop kneeling, and he said no. So they right. they declined the offer. So right. in that instance, I think that that that's going to pose a problem for him. Period. The 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 fact that he refuses to stop his protest is gonna is gonna pose a problem for him in any situation that he be you know that he gets offered. Um, I think that. With the with the commissioner making the comment that he made, it may become a little easier for him. But I just don't know that people are going to be willing to 
the owners, I don't think the owners are going to be willing to take that step forward. Now, the one thing that I do find interesting that you make a very good point, I, I find it interesting that none of them have stepped forward to say anything, that it was the commissioner that actually stepped forward to say something. I, I feel as though if this was actually a unified decision that when that um, when he made that comment that they would have all stood with him when he made that um, when he made that comment that the owners would have been with him while he made that while he made that statement. So it's interesting that you said that, and and I, I don't know who you said um, who who it was that made that comment about Jerry Jones, but they are absolutely correct in that. He's always the first. He he's always the first to open his mouth and say something about anything. Mm-hmm. So for him not to be saying anything about this, it speaks volumes. It sure does. It sure does. And uh, I, I do remember that now. Um, now I want to say that the uh, Philadelphia Eagles they offered Cap a uh, like a tryout or a look or to come into camp. I think that was two years ago. Is that right? Right. Ago, yes, that's it was the first year that yeah. that went went down, and you're correct. Right. They did ask him would he would he be you know not willing to kneel, and that totally um, you know made the the, the the deal go away. Shout out to Rashad. I see you in the house. He said, "I need that shirt." No, no, can't do. I see if I can find you one. No, <laughs> I've had this for <laughs> years now. Um, but but getting back to our conversation. Uh, yes, they were one of the teams, and I think there was another team that was um, interested. But that was one of their their questions as well: Would he be right. willing not to not to kneel? Um, so, well, let me answer answer the question first here. Um, do I think that Cap will be offered a an opportunity to return? I really don't think so, um, but. If the NFL is trying to save face, so to speak, um, they may. They may. I'll say this: it's probably like 60 percent that they won't, forty percent that they will. But if they do, and me and my best friend, we were actually we had a conversation about this, and he was saying that you know Cap should come back. Um, he should definitely play. He should be kind of like the face of the movement when it comes to you know, uh, social injustice and, and being that face for the NFL. And I totally disagree. I think that if Cap is offered the opportunity to return, he should do it politely, but I say no. Is that my personal just opinion, uh, maybe a little, me being a little petty? Maybe, but I feel like it would speak more volumes for him not to return. You know, a lot of people say, well, what if he comes back, you know, you know it's been four years, and, and what if he, you know, what if he is the same player? Then that means that's going to make him look bad. Um, or, you know, what if he does come back and he lights up, you know, lights up the NFL, and then that's a bad, even a worse look for the NFL because they've kept him out of the league so long, and look at this talent that he has. Either way you look at that, I see both sides, but maybe it's just the fact that I don't care. Because what I don't want is for him to come back. He doesn't do as well, and then they'll be like, "Okay, see, this is why we didn't we didn't offer him to come back." That was never the reason why right. they weren't offered to come back, but for his talent. It was strictly because of his his stance, and we all know that. I mean, you have to be pretty much deaf, dumb, and blind. And even with all of those missing, I still think that people would understand why he's been kept out of the league. 
Um, so even if he did do bad, they can't hang it on that. And even if he was to light up the, the field and, and soar and, and be, you know, phenomenal like he was, the NFL doesn't deserve that. I, I don't think that, that Cap owes them anything. And mostly I don't think that the NFL deserves his time, his talent, or whatever he has to give to the league. So I firmly believe if they do offer it that he should, you know, politely decline, but pretty much tell the NFL to go kick rocks. Any thoughts on that? Ladies, before I, I bring I up another I completely agree. I, I completely agree. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I just think he needs to have the option. If he wants to go back, he can. I mean, because I think it's just a personal thing. With you, TJ, I just think it is because you just, like, let them, let them rascals uh, suffer and, and miss out. But if he <laughs> wants to play, I say let him play. You know what I mean? Because he only lived once, and, and, and he's been training like crazy. So, you know, I'd like to see him out there playing. I definitely just support him. You know what I mean? Even Unless I hope he would come to our team. But I, don't, I think he was with you guys, weren't he? Wasn't he? But at any rate, I think it should be at his discretion, you know, what he want to do. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yes. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Um, real quick, I just want to play uh, this. I have a little audio clip. It's from Carlos Hyde. Uh, he's a former running back for the San Francisco 49ers, but um, he played with Cap. They both were on together. Um, he's currently on your roster, ain't Lou, the Seattle Seahawks, but let's take a listen to what um, he had to say in regards to Cap coming back. I think the NFL is getting started by signing Cap back. I think if they sign Cap back, that will uh, show that they're really trying to move in a different direction um, because um, Cap was making a statement four years ago um, about what's going on in today's world and um, the NFL didn't bother to listen to him then. Um, so I think they should start by doing that. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. So, again, that was Carlos Hyde speaking um, in regards to if the if the NFL really wants to, I guess, save face or move, I shouldn't say face, if they want to prove that they're trying to move in the right direction, um, they should give, give Cap another opportunity. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know if offering him a job is a sincere, a sincere movement, like moving in the right direction. Um, because is, or, or are they just like succumbing to basically like the peer pressure that, that is out there now? Um, y'all understand what I'm trying to say? And I, I don't know if that's a good thing. You know, I, I don't know if, if offering Cap a job at this point is a good thing for the NFL. And, and I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I don't think that is it's a good um, thing, but they may just, you know, want to offer him a job to say because, you know, they know that they screwed up and they can say, okay, well, we did bring him back, so we just squashed this. But overall, no, but I don't they think it would be good. If mm-hmm. they were going to do it, though, they should have done that years ago. Right. Right. Cause see, I think 
for me, I, I would think that maybe the NFL thinks that they've done their, their due diligence or, or they've done their, their due part now. Okay, we, we've invited Cap to come back. He's back with the league, and now everything is good. No, this, that would just be the start. So I, I guess maybe in, in my mind I don't want the NFL thinking that that would be the end-all, be-all by just offering him his job back. And, again, the fact that none of the owners – Janelle, you make a good point. You know, if, if they had those 12 NFL players put together a video, why couldn't there have been at least five or six owners coming in, you know, each saying apart, like, you know, we the NFL were sorry for this, you know, we the NFL were sorry for that. Why did it have to be just Roger Goodell in front, uh, you know, sitting out front for the NFL? Um, I really right. think it speaks volumes, and it's not a good look for the NFL. Yeah. And, you know, it starts with the fact that we don't have enough black owners. We don't have enough black coaches in the league. That's where the start is. That's it, right. You can't, very well, you can't very well know our fight when you're not a part of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So do you think that that might be why they they are, like, reticent to, to get out in front and say anything because they know in their heart of hearts that the NFL is, that there is no diversity? Do you think that they're that they are that conscious conscious enough to to be like, mm, well, we really can't say anything because we don't have any diversity when it comes to the upper management ownership, coaching and all that. Do you think that could be it, or are they just so arrogant that they feel like they don't need to do it? I think that it's more about them being more arrogant. Okay. I, 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 I think it's I think it's the arrogance. It's the arrogance yeah, and it's the white privilege and the white supremacy, cause, which is a lie, but they think that they are. You know what I mean? So uh, they feel like that we gotta we got to always kind of stick ahead of them and be a step or two uh, in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't, let, can't let, us, let us in everything. Like you said, the old boys club, old, old boys yeah. club, and I'm just going to say old boys club. Um, you know, we got to... Y'all can come in some areas, but not all of the arenas. So we're gonna open the doors for you to enter. Right, right. Yeah, we we still got a hold on this. We 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 gonna keep hold of this little bit that we can control, and that's by keeping y'all out of the front office. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just uh, <laughs> this would be the you know the the time to do it, but again, I. I still feel, you know, if if he is offered, I, I would I would like for him to decline it. But I definitely see, you know, the, the, the point of view from you ladies. Um, all right, so I'll tell you what, with that, we are going to I'm going to jump into a quick break because we on the outside of this break, we are going to dive into it. Out of the mouth of Drew Brees. Mm, I cannot wait to get into this conversation. So I tell you, yeah, we're going to jump into a quick break, and then on the outside of this, we will talk about that. Of course, still some um, NFL news. NBA is back. Um, updates on NASCAR, what they are doing, and Clemson. Clemson's head coach, Dabble Sweeney, trying to find a sweep it under the rug. I don't know, but we hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about that, too. So of course, a jam-packed show for you. Don't move a muscle. The ladies, of course, we will be right back. Roll call. Terry. In the house. Hey, Lou. Present. Oh, and Janelle, Janelle, are you in the house? Yes, indeed, my love. Yes, indeed. Oh, yes, the fearsome, foursome, back in full effect. 
We'll be right back after the break.
Oh, it's no secret. Ladies love sports, too, with TJ. Oh, yes, they do. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. We have the full round table, the fearsome foursome in the house. Janelle, Aunt Lou, Terry, and TJ, and Drew Brees. Friends, how many <laughs> does he have them? Drew Brees' friends. Ladies. Oh, Drew. Yeah, you know. Oh, go ahead. And I just want to make sure I, I, I was in. I didn't press one. Am I okay? Yes. Well, you are okay. right here. Boy. All right. <laughs> yes. Drew Brees. Oh, goodness. So we all know that uh, during uh, airing of the show last Wednesday, or actually right before the show um, aired, Drew Brees, his uh, interview with Yahoo Finance, um, it was released, and he was on there talking about how, you know, he will never be okay with anybody not respecting the American flag. And poor Drew, I, I just, uh, what what was he thinking? And, you know, kind of split 50-50, um, you know, that he, he received some serious backlash from current teammates, former teammates, just athletes all over, fans, um, even his own city kind of turned on him a little bit. Uh, you know, everyone's like, you know, this is a Drew Brees character. We know him. We all know how, you know, how he's been a pillar in that community uh, in New Orleans. Uh, he was very instrumental after Katrina. He's always giving back, um, not only his, his finances, but his time. And so for that, I that is why it was very hard for me to understand how Drew Brees could just be so oblivious to what the question that was being asked, and I understand that the question that was asked was, how would he feel about people, you know, if they knelt for the flag? But to just just talk about it and not understand the plight of of African American people. True. Ah, um, just I'm so disappointed. So, ladies, just your your overall. Well, let me let me do this. Um. This was his apology on Instagram, um, in in part. He said, I would like to apologize to my friends, teammates, the city of New Orleans, the black community, NFL community, and anyone I heard with my comments yesterday. And speaking with some of you, it breaks my heart to know the pain I have caused. I stand with the black community in the fight against systemic racial injustice and police brutality and support the creation of real policy change that will make a difference. I am sick about the way my comments were perceived yesterday, but I take full responsibility and accountability. I recognize that I should do less less talking and more listening. Um, now, in a sense, the president had something to say, uh, talking about how he was a big fan of Drew Brees and how he doesn't feel like he should have backtracked um, with that. And I will say in response to Donald Trump, Drew Brees did say this, quote, at the real Donald Trump, through my ongoing conversations with friends, teammates, and leaders in the black community, I realize this is not an issue about the American flag. It has never been. We can no longer use the flag to turn people away or distract them from the real issues that face our black communities. We did this back in 2017, and regretfully, I brought it back with my comments this week. We must stop talking about the flag and shift our attention to the real issues of systemic racial injustice, economic oppression, police brutality, and judicial and prison reform. 
We are at a crucial juncture in our nation's history. If not now, then when? We as a white community need to listen and learn from the pain and suffering of our black communities. We must acknowledge the problems, identify the solutions, and then put this into action. The black community cannot do it alone. This will require all of us. Um, So, ladies, just, you know, just your overall thoughts about the situation and his apology. Um, Terry, we'll have you go first. I just think that um, he he really should have just talked to some of his, you know, some of his black friends um, before even, you know, saying anything as far as the flag. But a lot of a lot of people, you know, not realizing why Kaepernick was kneeling, and they mm-hmm. want to put all the focus on the flag, you know, because I I talked to my husband a little bit about it, and. At first, he was like, he just did like half and half. He said because, you know, he's ex-military and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's looking as far as the serving the country and, you know, for representing the flag. But as Drew Brees said, you know, he did not really do any research or to know why uh, Kaepernick was kneeling and so mm-hmm. forth. But once mm-hmm. he realized that all of the things that were involved, um, then, you know, he apologized. And I'm glad that he did apologize, you know, for, because a lot of people probably said, okay, just put that out there and just left it alone, you know. Mm -hmm. But he was man enough to apologize about, you know, what he had said because he said now he has a better understanding and he needs to, you know, listen. Right. So I was glad of that, you know that he came back and, you know, and not listen to his president. Right. Okay. Yeah, I was definitely pleased with that. I tell you what, Janelle and Aunt Lou, we are going to, um, we're definitely going to hear from you. But, as I said, put it out there, 347-826-7924. That is the number to call. You press number one. You come in. You want to talk. We will bring you right on in. So let's bring in our list. 972-821. You are on with the ladies. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hello? 972-821, you're on with the ladies? Okay, maybe they didn't intend to call in and talk, so we'll just let you. If you want to, uh, if you want to join the conversation, just hang back up. <laughs> Sometimes people don't mean to hit the one. Okay, so ladies, let's get back to it. Um Janelle, we'll have you go first. i have you go next. Okay, so I am a firm believer in when you say okay, something. So we, you real quick, real quick. Whoever has the phone, just put your phone on mute for me. Unless that's you, Janelle. <laughs> it's not. I promise. Okay. Um. I'm a firm believer in when you say something, you say exactly what you mean the first time. Okay. When you, his apology for me, especially when it was so soon after what he said, he had no time to think about what it was that he said. That apology came because he was getting flack from people. I, I, I appreciate the fact that he apologized. Okay. Good for you. 
you realize you did something wrong. But he meant exactly what he said the first time. Mm-hmm. He's, I, I, I believe that he realizes that he did something wrong, but I believe that he, he, he said he meant exactly what he said the first time. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't think that people should open their mouths until they understand completely what's going on. Now, I come from a military family. My mother was a marine. My stepfather mm-hmm. was in, um, was in army infantry. Uncles, I mean, literally, my entire family were served. And they do not have a problem with Kaepernick. Mm. Do not have a problem with Kaepernick because they understand the fight. Mm -hmm. They understand the fight. So for them not to, for for people not to understand that there is a difference between saluting a flag and actually trying to make change in this country, it just pisses me off. Mm. It absolutely pisses me off. It it, it 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 makes no sense for people to try to try to lump the two together because it's not the the fact that we're still talking about this four years later makes no sense. It it just goes to show that people still aren't listening. People still don't understand. And and I promise you, Tina, it has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I'm not a fan of of um. His team, I promise you, it has absolutely nothing to do with that. It's the fact that I, I, it's the fact that he said what he said without thinking. Think about what you say before you open up your mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And even his teammates had to slam him for what he said. Seriously, come on now. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sandra Taylor. I see you in the house. Alvin, George, Candy, what's going on? Thank y'all so much for coming into the show tonight. Ain't Lou? Ain't Lou, what you say? I'm totally in agreement with Janelle. He got busted, and so now he's trying to cover up. You know, because out of the abundance of, like I said, I've been saying this for about three weeks, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever's in your heart is going to come out. Yes. Use is the first thing that comes out. And when it comes out, um, you know, yeah, you can go and try to retract or whatever, but it's like, no, you've already exposed what's in your heart. So it's best to think before you talk, you know, maybe uh, uh, meditate on it a little bit more over and, and give yourself some time so you can be selective in your words. Janelle, I'm so Thank glad that you're so back. I, di- I didn't realize how much I missed you until I heard you. Oh, thank God for you. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, ladies, I I don't understand. Um, really, we know he meant what he said, and that has mm-hmm. to change. So please believe he's not saying that he still doesn't feel that way. I think now he's just acknowledging that he shouldn't have said that. That has nothing to do with the fact of what's going on with the climate of the country right now. So don't I, I, I don't want America or, or you know anybody that, that's listening to his apology to think that he no longer thinks that it's disrespectful to kneel for the flag. He hasn't changed his opinion on that. I firmly believe that. I think now he just under, understands that there's no bearing on why we're kneeling. It has nothing to do with the military, of why Thanks. we're kneeling, of why we have the problem. It's the fact that black people do not see that flag the same way that white people. See that flag. I think that's Thank you. 
it's not it's not rocket science. And for Drew Brees to not even consider anyone else's thoughts about how they may see the flag, that's where he put his foot in his mouth. Um, you know, my dad and I, we, you know, my dad, all my family, uh, except for my brother and my mother, um, they're Saints fans. We are from Louisiana. Who that? So, you know, my dad and I were having this conversation, and, and I think, you know, my dad, I, I, I love him. He just lets me talk and, and give my thoughts and opinions. But I can tell in his facial expressions and his eyes, you know, if he doesn't agree with me or not, if he thinks I'm bringing, you know, just over the top. And, you know, I think in this in this case he thinks that I might be being a little harsh on Drew Brees because, um, you know, I, I like to, like I said, I like to pride myself on being realistic. Um, and I, I'll give you a, a, a second chance or third chance if, if I feel, you know, you might deserve it or I might not be so hard on you. Everybody makes, don't get me wrong, we are not judging jury here. But at the same mm-hmm. time, Drew Brees, you've been in the football, in, in the NFL long enough, you've been in the sport of football long enough to have dealt with black people. And if you are still just naive, just ignorant, when it comes to how black people may view or may see or the experiences that they may have had in life, I am truly disappointed. And I think that's mm-hmm. what, what it boils down to. I'm thoroughly disappointed in, in Drew Brees because as much as you give back, as much as you have been a pillar in the New Orleans community, do you know that's one of the most desolate cities in the, in the U.S.? I mean, mm-hmm. they live under, they live below sea level. They live in the sewer pretty much. It smells like it. <laughs> Be real. Hurricane Katrina. Katrina. That's, I mean, Hurricane Katrina is just an icing on the, the cherry on a Sunday. These people have been living in poverty all their life. Not know the detriment that black black people have in this country. I know you have talked to some of your your black uh, teammates, and they have told you their interactions with police. But for you to just be just so just utterly ignorant about why why we were kneeling. I'm disappointed. That, that that's really all I can all I can conclude from this, because like I said, his stance has not changed. You know, he he mm-hmm. probably feels like you know kneeling for the flag, but it's just now he understands that why we're protesting has nothing to do with the flag. But then again, then that goes back to my what I said earlier, how you can just be so oblivious the fact that everybody won't see the flag, you know, just because your grandfather, you know, served in the military, you don't think uh, other people, black family members haven't served in the military and they still don't have a problem with nobody kneeling? I just, I don't know. Just thoroughly disappointed. Yes. And and, and I just want to say that flag, I mean, to compare and everything, to compare uh, human lives and and their rights and stuff with a stupid flag. And you know, they might not like that, but I mean, come on, that's a flag. That's an inanimate object. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like mm-hmm. you got people breathing their lives and stuff. And you, well, they didn't nail. The, I mean, they 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 disrespected the flag. I don't even pledge to the flag. I used to. That's mm-hmm. I found out the history behind that flag and what we've done as blacks and. All the blood and the death and the sweat, girl. They be saying the pledge of allegiance. I be over there praying to God. Mm-hmm. Just gonna be honest with you. Okay, um, I, I definitely want to comment to that, ladies. Uh, Janelle, Terry, y'all want to comment? What Angel just said. Uh, okay, and I, I'm right there with her. I, I was raised not 
pledging to the flag. So I, I'm I, I, I'm right there with her. I'm right there with her. I, I, it's, Okay. Terry? Prayer, prayer, more prayer. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Six one seven eight two six six seven nine. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. We got to know what's playing. The round table is back. I will be kneeling like that boy on when they time I pledge. And I'll be kneeling or I just would be up there praying. But it won't be no... Uh, I pledge allegiance. That's an inanimate object. I'm not putting it. I ain't getting in nobody's idolatry. Mm-hmm. Heard but me. I don't even do the pledge of allegiance anymore, do they? Huh? Oh I my gosh! What do you think they do? What do you think they're doing every time they um every time they play, making a, uh, crossing their heart at the game? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the national anthem. The national anthem. When you cross your heart, when you cross your heart at that flag, that's what you're doing. You're pledging allegiance to the flag. Allegiance. Yes, you're pledging allegiance. I'm pledging allegiance to Jesus Christ. So, girl, I ain't going to be pledging to no flag. I'll go take bubblegum, bubblegum, bubblegum. I'm thinking of the flag of the United States of America. Oh, yeah. they still do that too. They do. Yeah, they still do that in school too. Oh, but they yeah, can't pray. Yeah, but TJ, I pledge allegiance to the flag. You pledging your allegiance. Your allegiance should be to God, not to a flag. You better say it. Can I say it again? Go ahead. That is true. But you know, I will say this though. Um. The flag, I, you know, for people when they say that you're disrespecting the flag, and I mean, I just don't see it as as that important. I guess, and I, and that's only because the flag doesn't mean the same thing for my people that it does for white America. So I've never really okay. held a lot of a lot of um, uh, the flag to me has not held a lot of weight. I guess. So that that um, I don't know. I I'm I'm just bewildered that in, um, after everything that's happened, that anyone can still associate with the fact that you know black people are trying to kneel as being disrespectful to the, to the military because they know black people have to have family members that have that have served right along with you know their white counterparts. Um, I just uh, like I said, just just showing it. Um, now, with that being said, oh, oh, real quick, I want to mention, now, Shaquille O'Neal, he spoke to the team in their team meeting um, last week. Now, this was already pre, pre-arranged for Shaquille to come in and speak to the team. It kind of, you know, it just coincided with with um, what happened with, with Drew Brees. But Shaquille, uh, in addressing the, the Saints, he said, I quote, they're, go- they're going to try to divide you just like they divided us with the Lakers. Me and Kobe, we had a great thing going, but the media divided our team. We could have won five more championships. Stay strong. Don't let the media divide you. Don't let social media divide you, um, end quote. Um, uh, my question, ladies, do you think that this will be a carryover? Do you think that they'll have a hangover um, leading into the 2020 season, and will this cause division for the, for the New Orleans Saints? Whoever wants to jump in. 
I honestly believe that it will. I, I hate to say this. This is, this is going to be a horrible thing to say, but as black people, you know we hold grudges. You know that we, you know we hold grudges. And people do. And yeah. for him, Every race do. Look at, look at 45. <laughs> okay, can we just not talk about 45? I'm so sick okay. of him right I'm just now. Saying. I can't. Uh, I, I can't deal with him right now. Uh, I, I, we only care top out of this. Um, but in all honesty, the anger that you saw in some of those players when they were uh, when you saw some of those interviews after listening to them after what um, Drew Brees said, you could tell that they were hurt. You could tell that the frustration that they felt in that. Yeah. So just to to have somebody apologize, that. I'm sorry, but a mere apology a lot of times doesn't take that those feelings away. It just doesn't. You got to show. I'm a, I'm one of those type of people that actions are louder than words. You're gonna have to show me that you that you actually hear what I'm saying. You can't just tell me that you're sorry, and you got to show me that you see what I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't feel like his apology is gonna carry any weight. Okay, it's a lot of feedback. If you are, if you could take it off speaker. Um, go ahead, Lou. You were going to say something? Can you hear me? Yes. I was saying, that, um, um, and I, I'm in agreement with Janelle on that, because it was one, one side, he was a fan of Drew Brees. Drew Brees, if you don't retract your statement, then I'm going to burn the jersey or burn something that he bought for the jersey. You know, Drew, Drew Brees. And I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. Why are you going to burn something? You done paid your money for this. If you don't retract it, you just, you know, that's on him. But I wouldn't be burning my stuff. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. Sometimes we just be thinking crazy. You know, you're going to go burn your property. You got to do all that. Right. Just do the contract. That's what I Buy your car with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You good. <laughs> Terry, any thoughts? I, I agree with the ladies. You know, I think it is going to have some carryover. And I agree with Ms. you know, why, why burn up the stuff you don't pay for? You know, just like they were saying, you know, with protesters and stuff. Why, why are y'all burning up stuff? You know, yeah. there's a better way to handle things. But I, I do believe it's going to be some carryover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you know, it's interesting that you said that because I, I honestly don't believe that the that the the rioting has anything to do with the protest. And I, I think that's just people being ignorant. I, I mean, let's be clear on that. So it's, yeah. I, I, I believe that there's a way to protest and to show solidarity and, and things that's going on and then there's a way to just be ignorant and I think that, that all that rioting and stuff that, that was just about people trying to get free stuff. That had absolutely nothing to do because you see the protesting is still going on. It's still you know and and it's what the thing that blows my mind, oh I just got chills again the thing that blows my mind about it is that it is a worldwide situation. Yes. It's not just here in the States. People realize around the world that blacks are suffering. This is not just us. This is us around the world that this needs to be addressed. And it's not just Mm -hmm. a a situation with the police. We're talking about how is it that we go from literally within weeks 
a, a boy just jogging in the streets being gunned down to a, a man being killed in the streets with his knee, with a knee in his neck. Right. Come mm-hmm. on now, this has got to stop. Exactly. And a man and a man cooking cooking food for the police, and they can't shoot him for no reason. Can you please no tell reason. me? No rhyme or reason, please. Mm. Mm. Three four seven eight two six seven nine four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Uh, shout out to my auntie Kim in the house. Denise uh, Green says the world needs to start loving and respecting as they want to be loved and respected. We all bleed red blood. So true, but it's like how long? How long do we have to beg for the respect? That's the problem. It's like we we've been showing the respect. Uh, the, uh, to police officers, to people in positions of authority, and I mean, we, finally, we we owning things and now being in a position. But it's like, at what point are they gonna get a knee off our neck? In the words of Al Sharpton, and um, yep, just allow us to allow us to breathe. Sandra Taylor says, no, this will not cause a division. Drew Brees did not take a knee. Who took a knee on the Saints team? Uh, I think it was a couple people that took knees. Mm, I but it was not until the forty five called them suspicious. Did nobody I don't think really take a knee prior to um on the same thing prior to that. But when the same when when, when forty five said that, it it was a, a couple of players um taking a knee. But um I I'm in agreement. I think that you know my, my thing. I can forgive you but I'll never forget. And sometimes that's not getting thing. It can it, it can cause some some controversy. Uh, so you know, I, I I was true. I would just be careful those first couple games, those first couple snaps. If the O line tends to move a little sluggish, <laughs> and if we see Drew Brees on his back a little bit more than than off, you know, uh, I don't think it's back. Back, back, back. I'm just saying. Uh, so hopefully, you know, he does get a season ending injury. But uh, I'm a firm believer, you know, I mean, you think the same way with that. You know me better than you can tell me. And right. at this point, you know, I really don't think there's not amount of money he can give. There's not, you know, whatever he can do in the community. You know, it, it was already been doing that. And, again, that's why this, the fact that this just went, this was an opportunity that he did not take advantage of, you just, Man, to be so blind to the situation, um, I don't know. Too. Of all people, Ben Roethlisberger just wouldn't have surprised me. Wouldn't have even been upset. Um, you know, if, if I'm being real, Tom Brady, if he would have said it, uh, maybe even Matt Ryan, uh, if he would have said it, Jimmy Garoppolo, if, if they would have said it, I'd have been like, man, see, see, this is what I'm talking about. But Drew I just this would have surprised me if like Philip Rivers would have said it. There's certain athletes that you think that they just because of what they've done in the communities and, and how they support, you know, the, the the less fortunate. But I don't know. We'll see, though. We shall see. Uh, I hope it deters them enough to where, you know, they have a losing season and I don't have to worry about them come playoff time. 347 <laughs> That's what keeping it real is keeping it real. Okay. Now, uh, before we 
before we jump into our next break, though, I, I had said I was, you know how I, I do my little thoughts, you know, what's on my mind before the top of the show, but I, I said I was going to save this for, for our conversation because, you know, I I can understand there being the heightened, you know, sensitivity to, to the issues and the plight of, of black Americans now. Trust me, I get it, uh, you know, with all of the um, – the Confederate statues that are coming down, you know, and, and like you said, Janelle, this is a worldwide issue now. This is the the most beautiful thing ever. This is not just happening here in the United States. The whole world is now taking yeah. notes. But mm-hmm. have we gone a little too far? HBO Max says that they will be removing Gone with the Wind from their lineup. Now, I mean, if we are going to go and address each uh, civil rights movie. I mean, are they gonna go back and remake Django? Um, I, I don't know, ladies. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm being funny, but I'm really not. Did anybody not see Roots? Um, yeah. I mean, I know that was back prior. That was slavery time. But did anybody think that the world had really changed? That I mean, true enough. You know, they ain't whipping us. You know, with, with um, with uh, you know, with the belts and all and all of that with freelance. We we don't have, you know, the, the traditional slavery, but come on now, we all know that slavery still exists. So, you know, it's just that AKK they don't wear the white masks anymore. They they're in suits be real. Everybody's seen roots and we know to to what degree we are still in bondage. Um the movies were still being made. The racism still exists. So uh, I mean uh, they uh, are we doing too, are they doing too much now with with, with the with reparations here, I think they are. I think they are because when I when I heard yeah, that, I was sitting down there watching. I was like, "Really? Now we gonna go back and you know remove movies?" Yeah, I'm like y'all, yeah, that's a little bit too much. We got other things we need to be focused on, other than mm-hmm. removing a movie. <laughs> Did I hear you? <laughs> He's back. Yeah, I'm laughing. I love it. Um, <laughs> TJ is the comedian. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. But she makes a good point, though. But she makes a good point. Yeah. We laughing, but she makes a very good point. Yes, yeah, she does. I mean, well, I have no comment on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just. <laughs> When I heard that, I'm like, really? Gone with the wind. Okay, so now we're going to go back and we ain't going to have no movies, I guess. I, I don't know. Well, this week, we'll watch, uh, what, the, the wedding? What was that? The wedding plan? What was that movie? The wedding plan or The Wedding Singer? Uh, Hex, I can't think of the movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Both anyway. of those were movies. Huh? Both of those were movies. The Wedding Planner and The Wedding Singer. Yeah, I know, but ain't neither one of them the one I wanted. It's the one with um, the, the funny comedians, Owen, Owen Wilson and, uh, gosh, I can't think of his name. But it's the ones where they used to go in and, and, and crash weddings. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, it'll come to me. No. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I guess it's the same comment from, from here on out with my with my. Uh, my joke there. It fell flat. All right. So let's go ahead and jump to a quick break. <laughs> and then outside of this, it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen up right after the break. 
the fifth divorce in the house. Yes, your girl is excited. All right, we'll be right back after the break. LL Sports 2 with TJ. Ain't loose, Terry, and Janelle. We'll be right back. Goodbye. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Uh, shout out and rest in peace to Miss Bonnie Pointer. We lost her on Monday. All right. So with that, as I said, as I said before, it is time, it is time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, it is time for the sender's lyrics. I don't know which phone she's on, so we'll go with this one first. So, Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Good evening, LL Sports 2. The, the, the poem is entitled, I Can't Breathe. I can't breathe, cried George Floyd, and spread it across the nation. This man's death has exposed the police's severe racial aggravation and choked the black race with frustration. 
Although racism and police brutality is not uncommon, it has recently exploded like a bombing. In the past, other black men have said these words just to be killed, overlooked, and unheard. Yesterday, George's four-hour funeral was broadcast live on every major channel, including Channel 5. He was hailed as a cornerstone of a movement. However, his death has really sparked a revolution, a revolution for social justice and equality, where every man, regardless of race, color, or creed, can be free to thrive and be what God intended him to be. God allowed George Floyd's words to resonate in America's ear as it touched their hearts and brought them to tears. This ordinary man's death will have lingering effect for years. I can't breathe should never be another man's cry, another black man's cry, due to oppression and white supremacy, which is a lie. It's time for all races to submit to God, truly love one another, and unify. Amazing. And the ladies, the ladies, Beautiful. are you with me? I'm right yes, here ma'am. with you. Right here. Right, all right. So, uh, real quick, before we, um, last question, and then we'll move to a little basketball here. So, ladies, and a percentage, so just whatever percentage you think it will be, but what percentage of the league do you think will be kneeling this upcoming 2020 season? <laughs> That's a great question. I have no answer for that. Hmm. Okay. Ladies, hey, Lou, Terry. Uh, I don't, I don't have an answer for that. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, it, w- it would be nice. Well, you know, if, if I think if things progress for us, you know, these solutions that they're trying to come up with, if things progress, then maybe we won't have as as much kneeling. I don't, you know. But then, like you say, I don't know. I, re- I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in my, because I, I have a, what I think and what I would like, what I would hope. What I think, if the momentum stays the way it is, and because of the athletes speaking out doing that video, I would be willing to say probably about 80% of the league will be kneeling. What I would like to see is for every black player in the NFL to kneel. I would like for the white counterparts to join them, of course. But if this if this momentum, if this keeps up, um, it would not surprise me if, at least for the first game, maybe for, like for the first month, first quarter of, of, of football, which I would like to see it throughout, you know, maybe if it, if it continues, you know, from here on out. But it would not surprise me if about 80% kneel. I can agree with that. You you don't agree with it or you do? I do. I do okay. agree with that. I can agree with that. Yeah. I I mean, since you came up with a number, because I was going to say 50, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Just, just depending on how much progress we make, 
You know what I mean? Or if people are going to feel like that, this is, it's nothing going to happen. We did this before, and nothing happened, you know. But uh, it would be nice to see them. To be honest with you, it would be nice to see 100%. Oh, yeah. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, like yeah. I said, that's why I I don't, um, I don't want to say I don't put a lot of stock in it, but, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I'm happy that, like I said, that the players did that, but most of the players who did the video, a lot of them were in the league four years ago. But I'm really disappointed, you know, in the players who, I put it like this, I truly commend Tyron Matthews because he came on Instagram, he did a video, and he publicly apologized to Cal saying that he was sorry that he did not support him the way that he should have when he initially, you know, knelt. And I, I thought that speaks volumes. You know, there's nothing like a man who can admit his wrongdoing and publicly do it. Um, so I just feel like there's a, there was a lot of that mentality. It's like, okay, well, you know, that's a, that's a fight I'll let. But as a, as a black man in this country, everybody should have gotten behind him for, for, you know, what he was trying to stand up for. So that's why I don't really – get too mad at the NFL because it's not like we as not we stood as a united front. The only thing that made the majority of those players get on their knee was when forty five called them, you know, the sons of bitches and that was just out of spite then. It wasn't even for the cause, which is why we accused, you know, forty five of hijacking the, the issue. Because he did. So but yeah. Uh I would like to see hundred percent but, you know, at least for week one. But I'd say about eighty. Well, I should say I would like to see. I, I would hope that would be eighty. All right, all right, ladies. Three, four. Oh, Terry, did you want to jump in there again? Ah, uh, no, I'm good. No, nope? okay. All right, three, four, seven, eight, two, six, seven, nine, two, four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. All right, ladies. So let's get to it. We will get to the court. We are going to Boy, have I mean, that Tina. Tina. Before you get to basketball, can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, in soccer, they were making a ruling about the kneeling thing. Do you know what happened? I do not. Okay. MLS? No, uh-huh. I didn't hear anything about the kneeling. I heard that, they, that they've approved that they're going to go back to playing. Okay. Didn't hear I'll anything. I have to figure it out. Because there was there was one player um, that they were making a big deal about that she actually had um, had supported Kaepernick and was kneeling, and they were trying to um, make it so that nobody could kneel before um, before it started. So I was just trying to Ooh. figure out if they had um, if they had came up with a decision. I have to check that. I have to check it and see what happened. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So there was only one player of it. It was a white female. Yeah, took a knee, Kaepernick, um, in Major League Soccer. A high-profile player too. So yeah, yep. she was the only one. So, but no, I hadn't I hadn't heard on heard anything on that. Shout out to Dennis. I see you in the house. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Everybody tuning in on Facebook. Thank you so much, and everybody on the phone lines and in the chat room. All right, ladies. So let let me just say this because it's been so long. They're gonna be playing basketball, y'all. But they're going to have the basketball. So happy. All right, so only 22 teams being invited to, um, let's get to the rules here. So 22 teams uh, will begin training camp 
um, in their home markets on June 30th, so the end of this month, and then they will travel to Orlando, Florida on July 7th. Training camp begins July 9th through the 11th in Orlando, and they are tentatively, they are saying, that the games should resume on July 31st. Now, each team will play eight regular season games. Then they have a play-in tournament for the eighth seed if the ninth seed is within four games of the eighth seed. So basically, they'll play eight games. If no team, when it comes to like 9, 10, 11, if they're not within four games of the eighth seed, then those stragglers will go home. Sorry, I didn't mean to call them stragglers, but that's pretty much what they are. And playoffs, they're saying that the playoffs will end by October 12th at the latest. So the latest, um, October 12th, would be a game seven in the finals. And they're saying that the, you know, the finals format, it will not change. Uh, They're saying that, uh, let's see, some of the questions, how many total games will each team in the 22-team field have played before the playoffs begin? They're saying roughly about 72 or 73 games total. Each team will have played. and let's see. So if anybody, uh, you know, has any questions, I, I'll definitely try to answer them. Shout out to Dave Johnson in the house. But, ladies, just your overall thoughts. Janelle, I know, um, you know, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but they went ahead and did the 22, uh, you know, the 22 teams that basically had a shot or were already in the uh, playoff picture. So just your thoughts on, you know, the teams who didn't even have a shot not being able to return. I know that the Hawks were very adamant about wanting to be included in the tournament because they have such young players, and any time is good to get them out on the court. Um, so just, you know, your thoughts on uh, the Hawks not being invited to the tournament, and then we'll get everyone's thoughts on basketball resuming. Um, I feel like the way they did it was fair. I, I, I don't have a problem with the Hawks not being invited. Okay. Good. Okay. Great. I'm glad you said that. Cause, yeah. You know I'm a reasonable fan. You, I'm always yeah. reasonable. I know. I know. That's that's yeah. We 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 generally see eye to eye on that because I have no problem with the Bulls. You know, not being there. We already, you know, we're going to be trying to get back into game. You know, shape and 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 intensity and all that. We're not going to have the fans there or whatnot. So, um, you know, we'll have to see how this all plays out. Um, but before we get into just, you know, what, we're, what we will be expecting from these games once they resume on July 31st, um, Matt Barnes, he was on Get Up on Monday, yes, uh, Monday, and he was talking about how some of the – he had spoken to some of the Lakers players and some of the Clippers players, and they were actually uh, – some of them were – kind of hesitant about returning to basketball just with the climate of what everything is going on. And they were saying that wouldn't this be a statement if the players decided not to go back. Um, so, ladies, you know, what are your thoughts on that? You know, should NBA resume or would it be, a, a you know, a big stand, a big, um, you know, movement uh, for the – because they're saying that in no time has the black athlete – had a louder voice. So would this be an opportunity for them to speak, you know, um, speak volume? Um, or do you think that, you know, they can play and still have their voices heard by either some type of protest, you know, maybe at the beginning of a game or throughout the game? Um, so 
just your overall thoughts on that. Um, Aunt Lou, why you go first? Why me? Why me? I'm sitting up here thinking about it. Why me, TJ? Why me? Well, I'm just saying. Anybody want to jump in? That's fine. Okay, somebody else go. <laughs> I have to think about it. I, I could just say I um I would just I mean I would love you know for basketball to you know for them to you know play basketball. But, you know, with everything going on, um, especially as far as the coronavirus and, and so forth, that uh, we need to be, you know, concerned about, you know, the players' health. But um, with the, as far as, you know, Black Lives Matter and all that, I think, you know, if they speak, it will speak volume, volume for um, our black players. Okay. But so you do the same Say that again, team. So, are you saying that as as long as they remain vocal, mean as long as they just speak up, that they can still, you know, they don't have to make that 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 statement by not playing. They can play, but just as long as they remain vocal with with their tongue. Uh, right, right. Got it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm ready now. Okay. I um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think that you know. It's so much stuff going on, coronavirus, you know, we got the all this black BLM, racism, just everything. But, you know, this is the time, to, I think now's the time to rise up because, you know, a lot of times when it gets real hard for us, a lot of times we just be quiet and we want to hide and don't want to deal with stuff. And this is probably as good a time as any. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just got to take care of yourselves, uh, you know, with the coronavirus. Um, and... um. I just think that, um, you know, now is, is, is I mean, because they're going to have to do it eventually, so why not now, especially if they're healthy. And if they're not healthy, then they shouldn't do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think that uh, we really haven't heard from a lot of our black black uh, athletes, you know, when it comes to the, the, the Black Lives Matter. When you think about it, they've been kind of silent, too. And okay. you have, you, you know, yeah, everybody's not just speaking out, you know. Russell Wilson not even speaking out. What's wrong with him? <laughs> Who'd you say? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, they—they're they, not saying. You know, they could say more than what they're saying because a lot of them have money. You know, and 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 money just speaks and this. You know, and talks. There's power and stuff, and more people should be. You know, I think should be saying more than what they're saying. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I I think there's there's been a, an abundance of of players, whether it's basketball, football, um, even baseball. They've been you know coming out, but um, okay, uh, Janelle. So there's a way to make statements, and then there's a way to make statements. You could be a mild mannered person, you know, who could make a statement by kneeling, and then you could be a militant person who could just not show up. So mm-hmm. it just depends upon what it is that you, the type of person you are, because they, I'd like, you know, it, it, for me, if, if it were me trying to make a statement, I would not show up. 
I just, I need you to understand that when I say that this is a problem, it's a problem and you need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's a stronger statement when you don't show up mm-hmm. as opposed to showing up and kneeling or showing up and not, you know, not saluting the flag or not, you know what I mean? I, I feel like it's a stronger statement when you just don't show up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically just silence and in your appearance, you know, just, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the thing about it is, you know, a lot of people won't do that because you're talking about their money. money. Right, right. Right, right. And they've already, you know, given up. With this a portion pandemic, of the, a portion of their salaries, but um, right. You know, one, oh, go ahead, Angel. No, I was just saying with, with this pandemic, you know, a lot of them probably lost money, but people, some are still giving in the midst of it. That's how you get your blessing. The more you give, the more you receive. Um, but um, I just think, like Janelle said, absentee, you know, is 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 good, but um, I don't know. I just. I just think that there's a lot of intelligent people out there, black people, and and they just need to start just pulling together because then that would unify our race because, you know, we are a divided race. Yeah, this is the most unified I've seen us, though. And if, mm-hmm. I, mean, I hate know. to say it. If it took this, then, you know, to God be the glory, but let's just finally get on one accord. Um, mm-hmm. And stay on one accord. You know, yeah, and stay there. Exactly. exactly. So Minus the president. I'm sorry, who's that? I was saying minus the president. Well, that's who. Divide. Yeah. Yeah. Minus the divide, everybody. But um, the one thing that I was happy to hear was that it had nothing to do with the coronavirus of why people were not wanting to return. They were more so concerned about what, how would that, how it would speak, you know, like you were saying, Janelle, that their absence would speak volume by not getting back on the court to let everyone know that this you know this issue is bigger than sports you know we've already been without it so you know you're not going to use us as entertainment we need to focus on what's really going on in this world and that's the plight of black you know black americans so i was really uh impressed to see that it had nothing to do with coronavirus um and in all honesty i mean if anybody can afford to be healthy during this during this crisis it's the athletes I mean, let's be real. They can have as many tests flown in. They can take tests probably every five hours, each player. So don't get me wrong. I do understand how serious and how deadly this coronavirus is. I, I do not mean to take that lightly. I already know two people who have actually died from it, so I do not take that lightly. But if anybody has the, the means to be safe, you know, it's the NBA. Now, the NFL, not so much. It's a whole lot, of diff- whole lot more players, more athletes when it comes to the NFL. But um, but like I said, just the fact that they weren't even, you know, it wasn't even concerned about the coronavirus. It was just they wanted to make sure that they were on a united front uh, with, you know, everything that was going on with the climate um, of, of, of the United States. Um, so real quick here before before we get out of here, I wanted to, to, to pose this to you, ladies, because I didn't even really think about this. So you know there will be no fans in the stands when we yeah. do this, when the, when the players go to Florida. Um, so should there even be? A national anthem played because who is the national no. anthem for? Is it for? Isn't it like do the players really need to have it, or um, you know, even 
show it maybe. I, I don't know. I, I think if they have it, we would probably see it. They would probably air it. But with there being no fans, did they even play the national anthem? I don't think so. I say no. <laughs> you know. <laughs> now? I mean, I I I think that the players would need to hear the national anthem. Uh, they're part of the country too, right? <laughs> I'm trying to be
she has herself in and in seclusion right now because she was protesting and ended up testing positive because she was out there protesting. So I, I honestly believe yeah. that, that we're getting ready to get hit again. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise. That's all I'm saying is it, it wouldn't surprise me. So, so me, uh, we, uh, one thing is we we shall see. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. see. The people didn't let that stop them from protesting. See, nobody anticipated George Floyd to be getting killed like that with a knee on that, his neck. You know? And so that, that was something that you know that was something that we didn't prepare for in the middle of a pandemic. You know.
southernness to this to this uh, group, and I just thank God for you. I don't, I've never met you, but I just feel like I've been knowing you for all my life. You know, and, uh, oh, and I thank you for your for for your wisdom and your and and you you pull me back, I and mean, she's the only one that can control because she's Jay Kane and Nita Kane Janelle, and so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank God for you, and uh, you know, and I just look forward to what, what's going to happen. You know, in the midst of all this, we've been going through some stuff together, girls. And lastly, but yeah. certainly not least, TJ, 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 uh, you're just a girl. You're a girl. You, the show was well. You you come on. You do what you do. You educate us. You make us laugh. You make us cry. Uh, you know, and and I, we couldn't we couldn't do it without you because you're the queen. You're the queen of the show. We just coming in as the princess and just uh, supporting you. That's all we do. You just support. But uh, I thank God for you and thank God for you being a part of my family. Just a beautiful person inside and out. And uh, and I just just want you to just soar in in the things of God and grow and and continue to allow Him to use you like He does and keep that tender heart. And that's Thanks. it. Thank you, thank you. Oh, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, just as much as I was missed, I promise you I missed you guys. Your prayers were definitely needed and felt. Um, Miss Terry, you <laughs> you are I, I think that we need you because you are you are the the sweet one in the group. You're the one that, that keeps us grounded. Because you are you're the sweet one in the group. You're the one that keeps us grounded. Miss Lucinda, Miss Lucinda is the one who who puts the fire in the firecrackers. She, she always got to she she got to keep us on our toes. Got to got to say everything. Yeah, I know, right? She got to say everything three times for emphasis. That's the one thing. Three times. You got to make sure you heard. Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? That's what she do every time. It got to be three. <laughs> And then we got Tina, our educator, who I love so dearly because she stays on top of it. And I'm so grateful to have all three of you in my life. But I promise you, this has been a tumultuous month. These last four weeks have been out of control, but your prayers were definitely felt. And I surely appreciate all three of you. All right, ladies. Well, that is going to do it. And we'll be back next Back time, next back station, God willing. All right, so y'all be blessed. I'll see you on the, on the flip side. All right, I love you, ladies. Love you too. Love, love you, you right back. Love you. Love you, is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight <clears throat> on LL Sports 2. And, yes, we had the fearsome foursome back in full effect. So real quick here, the Wednesday Wikipedia, uh, 2005, Babe Ruth's 1919 contract that moved him from Boston to the Yankees sold at auction for $996,000. What is somebody going to do with that old decrepitated piece of paper? But they paid almost uh, $100,000 for it, so I hope it was worth it. All right, that's your Wednesday Wikipedia for June the 10th. Can you believe it? We are already almost in the middle of June. That's why I need for football to come back. Please come back. Okay. Shout out to uh, birthdays. Uh, Kanye West, he turned 43 on June 8th. And as I mentioned, we lost uh, Bonnie Pointer. She passed away on June 8th at the age of 69. But birthdays today, Faith Evans turns 47. And Sasha, can you believe it, Sasha Obama? Yes, she is 19. Remember, she was just a baby coming into the White House, but she is 19. 
So happy birthday to them. Shout out to everybody who tuned in and listened in on Facebook. Thank you so much. If you tuned in on the phone lines, if you tuned in in the chat room, thank you so much for your support. As I always say, whether you listen 20 minutes, two minutes, two hours, one hour, we thank you. We love you. And um, just Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend about your girls on Wednesday night, all right? To my main fan, Mr. Marlin, Silicon Valley. Shout out to him. Shout out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout out again to Marvin and Harold Chambers, the Chambers brothers. I've seen Marvin on here tonight. Shout out to Stephanie, Shanisa, Morgan, Mara, Didi, Jackie, and Brianna. Shout out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once again. Shout out to Terry for just being – she's our rock. She is our um, – She's the the one who keeps us balanced, I think. That's what she does. Janelle, I love you. I'm just thankful. Like I said, when I sing your number, um, I was just thankful because uh, I know, you know, it's it's been a rough month. Um, when you are not here, you are missed, as the ladies say. We are a better unit when we are all together. There is just a void when uh, one of us is missing. And so um, I'm just thankful that uh, – you know, that everything is all right, and to hear your voice, it just does something to my soul, as it does with Aunt Lou and Terry. So like I said, we are just a, we're just complete, you know, when it's the fearsome foursome. So ladies, I thank you, and I appreciate you. Uh, the dialogue was outstanding tonight, um, as it always is, but just um, I thank you for what you bring to the show, and uh, what you mean to me cannot be described in words. So, ladies, I love you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you, and I thank you for taking this journey with me. Um, to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson, to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson, uh, to the very special man in my life, I love you, fellas. Thank you so much for just your love and your support. And for the anchor, the four flat tires, I can't roll. Picture me rolling. I can't without this woman right here. <laughs> Miss Denise Green, thank you for all of your support, just for everything you do for me, for LL Sports, too, holding down that timeline. Um, I love you, Essie. That's all I can say. All right, y'all, so that is going to do it for the show tonight. We will be back when next Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to join us, 347-826-7924. That is the number to call, all right? Like I said, whether it's 20 minutes, two minutes, one hour, two hours, we thank you for your support and for taking your time out on Wednesday night to chop it up with the ladies of sports. All right, so what has happened here? Okay. Log Talk has said that it is going to go away on me. But that's all right. That's why you always have a backup. (laughs) All right, so that just leaves time for just one more thing, and that is TJ's Motivational Moment. You know, we always hear that saying, why do bad things happen to good people? And I'm not here to paint this glorious picture of what a good person George Floyd was or was not. But what I do know is that whoever Floyd was, he didn't deserve to die on that fatal Monday evening. However, it was necessary for George to die, and even more important, this was the time for it to happen. You know, I told you a few weeks ago that during this pandemic, I love attending virtual church at City of Refuge, L.A., presided over by Bishop Noel Jones. And this past Sunday, he delivered another powerful message of this being the perfect storm. You see, this didn't just happen. This is all because no human being could have put this storm together. 
Here we are in the middle of a pandemic, the world shut down, millions of people out of work, thousands upon thousands of people are dying. And here God allows the death of George Floyd to change the world. George Floyd, a country boy born in North Carolina, who builds a life in Houston, Texas, but in an effort to get his life back on track, to help in building a better life for him to take care of his family, he moves to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And then Memorial Day, May 25th, 2020, the most inhumane act was able to be fully recorded on video to be displayed for the whole world to see. So let me take this a step further. In any other time, people would be dealing with the hustle and bustle of everyday life, a distraction. The NBA playoffs would be in full swing, a distraction. It's the start of summer, so summer vacations, people traveling here, there, everywhere, distractions. But God shut the world down, forcing us to have no other choice than to see police brutality on full display in its most ugliest form, forcing families who otherwise wouldn't be spending so much time together, forcing them to either be reminded of the discrimination that plays this country, black families, or to no longer be able to ignore the discrimination that plagues this country, white America. God created the perfect storm, and George Floyd was the sacrificial lamb. I want to read to you Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Another person who was called, Colin Kaepernick. If you don't believe this too is the will of God, let me leave you with this. The Bible's extensive use of the number seven in connection with such concepts as completion, exoneration, and the fulfillment of promises suggests that God ascribes a sacred nature to the number. February 3rd, 2013, Super Bowl 47, Colin Kaepernick was at the top of his game, 2013. That was seven years ago. Colin Kaepernick's number, the number seven. And we know that the number seven is the number of completion in the Bible. So do not be dismayed. God still sits high and looks low, never leaving or forsaking his children. Glory to your name. There's no need to grab your umbrella. There's no need to. But the same God that created the heavens and the earth is the same God that created this perfect storm. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. To God be the glory. Y'all be safe, and until we meet next, until we meet again, be good to others, be good to yourselves, but most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye bye.